वेलकम फरीदा जी हाय गुड आफ्टरनून हाय गुड आफ्टरनून वेलकम टू लव इज कैंसर एंड जैन ऑन कोडर आईपो एंड दिस इज अ कैंसर हीलिंग जर्नी टॉक्स वेयर वी इनवाइट स्पीकर्स हु हैव गॉन थ्रू कैंसर मे बी एज पेशेंट्स केयर गिवर्स और सर्वाइवर्स टू शेयर देयर जर्नी टू इंस्पायर अदर कैंसर पेशेंट्स एंड केयर गिवर्स गोइंग थ्रू द सिमिलर जर्नी ओके या सो थैंक यू सो मच फॉर जॉइनिंग अस एंड गिविंग योर टाइम थैंक यू फॉर द अपॉर्चुनिटी हैज वेल या Yeah, it's an honor to have you with us. Okay. So, could you please introduce yourself and share your journey? What were your symptoms and how it got diagnosed? Um, I'm Farida Rizwan. I'm 54 now. Uh, I was diagnosed at the age of 29. Okay. Um, uh, it was 25 years ago. So, I was breastfeeding my daughter back then. and uh, i saw there is a small lump um, in the breast uh, mm-hmm. so i thought it must be some milk uh, getting hardened or something like that it did not uh, give much attention to it at that time mm-hmm. uh, my dad had gone through cancer in 1992 and my sister was diagnosed with breast cancer in 1994 and i found this lump in 1996 so <laughs> typically it should should have been like yeah uh, that is because uh, two people already have cancer in a family it could be cancer but the thoughts usually na you live in denial for a long time so i was like thinking if two people have got cancer what is the chance of me again getting it right three people in the same family cannot have cancer in the span of 6 years so that is, this must be something different uh but then when i was having a bath i saw that the lump looks little different it doesn't look like a part of my body or something it was a little bit hard and it looked like a bony structure uh so i went for a checkup mm-hmm. and then it was uh, i was diagnosed with third stage uh, breast cancer infiltrating cancer so uh it was kind of shocking and there was this question why me or something like that. but for a very short duration you know what has happened has happened then the next step was like what can i do to survive this because i had two children back then one was 11 month old and another one was 4 years old hmm. uh, so somewhere i was um, like um, i had more um, determination to overcome it rather than give up because nobody wants to leave the young children behind and die right yeah and uh, so it was like whatever i can do i will do to survive this no matter if i have to um, lose a breast or lose my hair or whatever it comes to um, whatever the harshness of the treatment is i want to go through it because i want to be with my children hmm. so the first thought itself was i want to survive this there was nothing like other option is that so the only option i had was i have to survive this <laughs> so i think yeah. that helped hmm. Hmm. okay so then what treatment you underwent um i underwent uh, a radical mastectomy that is total removal of breast and then i underwent chemotherapy uh, 12 cycles of it okay so you might have many side effects then yeah yeah um actually my i lost all my hair uh, mm-hmm. so it grew up after one and a half year or so it came back and no i think uh, 12 uh, 13 14 months yeah um uh, i had to be bald and then uh, yeah uh, there was a, the symmetry of the body was lost like one breast is removed and, and then you feel that uh, 
your body is not in proper proportion you know the shoulders also start drooping and you mm-hmm. develop some backache initially because mm-hmm. something is missing from your body which you are used to so far and there was a, a problem with the teeth also um mm-hmm. they started like developing some kind of cracks um so there were side effects and there were a lot of blisters in the throat and uh, um yeah there was uh, some kind of black spots developed on the skin so i went through a lot of side effects but uh, anyway that was not that uh, uh, important back then whatever i was going through because my concentration was focus was on um, i have to be there for my children i have to come out of this alive uh, so life was very important back then yeah so you know like uh, how much uh, positive we are we still get uh, weak sometimes that this is this is too much to handle and mm-hmm. you might have a, a dark phases to low points to in your life d- during your cancer mm-hmm. journey so how did you cope up from such uh, situations mm, yeah the dark mm, or the lowest point uh, in this journey came when i lost my sister um she was in the last stages of cancer when i was diagnosed with cancer um so april 28th and i underwent the surgery and uh, june 6th we lost her so uh, it was a very harsh blow for me to know that my, i have lost my sister to cancer and i am going through the same illness will i be able to overcome this uh, but then again my sister did not undergo any treatment she was uh, very skeptical about the doctors and the treatment and um actually the side effects of chemotherapy and all um, so i i it was emotionally very draining for me i mean i felt my weakest at that time but then i saw my parents were um, really very badly affected by my sister's passing away so i did not want them to go through that again i knew that if they lose two daughters to the same illness in a short span that would be very difficult for them so that again kind of brought me out of that depression which i was into and i decided no i want to be there for my parents also uh, initially it was more thoughts were on my children but then my parents also became important yeah so we can say your children and your parents kept you going yeah yeah my brother sister were there and uh, yeah they were also going through a lot of emotional trauma when my sister passed away so somewhere it became like yeah the person who dies is gone but those who are left behind suffer much more and we are not supposed to just leave them like that and go away um, we have some responsibility towards the person who loves us right we are not supposed to desert them just like that and go away so i decided yeah i'm going to fight it out as much as possible at least i will not be the cause like i gave up and i'm giving up and going away if it happens it happens but i'm not going to give up i'm going to fight i'm going to do, do my best to overcome this yes and so you have been on both the sides you were a caregiver to your father and your sisters too sister too mm-hmm. and you have been and my on mom patient side well. yeah my mom also underwent cancer in 2004 okay we lost my mom to cancer in 2006 so three of my family members have lost their life to cancer okay so how is your journey as a caregiver caregiving is uh, difficult uh, because um, 
And now I may think this is best for my mom or this is best for my sister, but they may not agree with that. Now I may know, I may consult the doctor and say, yeah, this is best for you, but they may not agree. Then you are in confident that this person, this person is making a wrong decision. You know that, but you have to give them the choice because it is their body and it is their life. Uh, you know it can be harmful for them, but you have to keep patience. And then there are moments of frustrations when it happens to us or the patients themselves, those who are going through cancer. Yes. And uh, yeah, sometimes you know that you may lose this person and that makes it very difficult. And yeah. then comes that episodes of anger also, na? because this yeah. person is going to go away. And mm. there are a lot of issues emotionally, physically also draining because the needs go on increasing as the disease progresses. So as a caregiver also, it is very difficult, I would say. As much mm. as the person who's going through cancer, if you love that person, mm. it depends upon, uh, it's um, directly proportional to the amount of love you have for that person. Yeah. <laughs> or how much you care <laughs> for the person. <laughs> yeah, correct. So as a caregiver, how you used to take care of yourself? Like you said, there were episodes of frustration, anger. So how you used hmm. to take care of yourself? Um, I started going to a counselor. I started counseling. And uh, yeah, I seeked help, professional help. Because I didn't want to damage whatever good memories I could create. Hmm. I didn't want to make my own decisions. So I depended on guidance and counseling so that I would not mess it up. Uh, in the way I managed, I should say. Without professional help, I wouldn't have. <laughs> but I, I just ran to the counselor. Yeah, please help me out. This is too much for me to handle on my own. I'm unable to do this, so I need help. So, yeah. Yeah, sometimes counseling uh, is very important and helpful too. Yeah, yeah, we need it. I realized that because if not for the counseling and uh, if not for the help I received, I would have messed up a lot of things. Yeah. I'm very sure of that. I wouldn't have been able to handle my children, uh, my sister's illness, and uh, yeah, there were a lot of financial issues and there were a lot of things which I had to handle. But it, again, I think... Um, going to the counseling again gave me a new perception to my own life as well. Not only the overcoming the cancer and handling the caregiving part of it, um, but also to my own life, like where I'm doing right things and where I'm not being doing the right. Okay. Yeah. So when you were a patient, how mm -hmm. you used to take care of uh, your mental health? Yeah, as I told you, one thing is I took refuge in my children. I spent a lot of time with them. Children are a blessing in a way. I feel that they bring in a lot of positivity. They show you the positive side of life because, again, my daughter was a special needs child. And she looks at things in a very simple way. Uh, so by when I was overcoming cancer, uh, most of the time I spent with my own children. And then after that also I have been involved with children quite a lot. So they bring in a lot of positive energy to me. They help me overcome it. They're like a therapy themselves. Yeah. And I started reaching out to people and talking to a lot of people. Started writing. Um, I used to write a lot earlier, but then I started writing how I feel and uh, 
uh, what what is my feeling today and why I'm feeling like that. I would evaluate it on paper. Like, yeah, today I'm sad and why? Um, because I have gone through cancer, I have lost my hair today. And what will happen out of it if you're feeling sad? Um, will the hair not come out? I used to have the discussion on paper, like a communication, a dialogue on paper. And in the end, I would feel a lot of, uh, there is a lot of positive side to it. I have lost my hair, but it will come back. But again, I'll be surviving as well. Um, and there were a lot of things which went like that and that helped me quite a lot. Yeah. So you were mindful of your feelings and thoughts that time. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever started as a very bad thing would end up as being not that bad. Or sometimes it would look like, yeah, this is good enough. This is good enough. It's yeah. worth it. Yeah. Worth it. <laughs> yeah. So what was your support system? Um, actually, I would say um, support system was very less because all were in a very big dilemma back then. See, my parents were very much hurt and very much depressed with my sister's diagnosis, the prognosis it went ahead with and the way she passed away at the very young age of 31. And... Um, my dad also had retired and he also had gone through cancer and it was financially a very big hole in the, in our pockets. And uh, my brother and sister were too young and they were also highly affected by all the happenings in the family. Like they were one uh, year they were studying in college or working or something like And all of a sudden there is so many chaos in the family. Like my daughter is with special needs. Then my dad was went through cancer. First my dad went through cancer. Then my daughter was diagnosed with special needs. And um, then uh, my sister went through cancer. I went through cancer. It was for a, people who are around 20s. It is too much to handle. So, and then my husband also, he was in Dubai. He came for my surgery. But I think he also felt too burdened by all the things happening. Like a daughter is with special needs. Uh, yeah, wife is going through cancer. And he went back and I was not in touch with him for two years. Um, in a way that helped me quite a lot because I was on my own. And uh, I, for some time I felt very helpless. Like, what am I going to do now? But then usually when you ask that question, really meaning to find an answer, you find an answer. <laughs> usually we just ask it just like that. Not with an intention of finding an answer. Uh, but I found that, yeah, no matter what I'm going through, I can always be independent. I don't have to be dependent on others. So I started doing soft toys. And um, I started selling it. In 1996, I think soft toys were a craze. So we could move it very easily. I could sell it very easily. Yeah, it started with that. Then I started stitching clothes because I couldn't go out and work. Because I had a child and I was uh, bald and not many um, hire you when you are bald. Uh, so, and I had a very less so experience working before my cancer. Um, I mean, I used to coach students at home and I used to do training for students, uh, but never went out for a permanent job. So it was not that easy finding a job. Um, but I thought, yeah, why, why should I find a job? I can do anything, whatever is available. So soft toys, teaching and um, yeah, odd jobs here and there. And I think I was doing much better than all those who were holding a regular job. So financially, I became independent. And yeah. uh, I think that was one of the best things that happened to me. 
that I didn't have a support system when I went through the toughest time because I feel it made me so strong and so confident that I have never wavered after that. I feel yeah, in that time, if I could come out of it, what can happen now? So nothing has come up to that mark. And yeah, from that time onwards, I have been, I have more respect for myself as well. I felt, yeah, I didn't break down. I yeah. did not, yeah, I could, yeah, I could face it and I could come out of it. So I think it was one of the best things that happened. Yeah, you have survived your toughest phase of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a family, like there were many things going around you. Yeah. As a family, how you all came out of this? Because it needs a lot of understanding to understand each other's condition. That what mm-hmm. each single person in your family is going through. Um, actually, I think um, um, most of the things, the concentration went on uh, my children also. And uh, most of the time they held the whole family together. And uh, I think... Um, in a way, I became their support system for a few years until they recovered from my sister's loss or my illness or whatever it was. So uh, the way they saw me, like uh, she has undergone this, but still she's not feeling weak or anything. So I think that gave them a lot of courage. I used to, I was with my parents for uh, quite some time. I did not leave them for another five, six years. So I stayed with them. And uh, somewhere we picked it up and things got back to normal slowly. We still miss our sister. Uh, the void has never been filled or we have never been able to accept that we lost her all of a sudden. It was not all of a sudden, I should say, cancer progressed slowly for two years. But it was something like we still expected something to happen. Like she will overcome it, she'll survive or something. So it was still difficult. It is still difficult to know that we lost her. And, uh, but somewhere after, in that time of three, four years, slowly things got back to normal. Okay. So what were the things that made you happy on your cancer journey? Like you said, writing made you happy. So what were such things? What made me happy was um, when the hair started growing back. Yeah. It looked like, yeah. Things are going to go go back to normal. Uh, yeah, and then uh, getting financial independency. That was also kind of a very good progress for me because I had um, never thought that would happen. I never thought uh, um, becoming financially independent was that easy. Mm-hmm. So if I, can, I could manage my own uh, expenses, that made me very happy. And... Um, my daughter would go through one or two milestones, like she would sit one day or stand one day. Uh, by the age of five, she started walking. That was good milestones. So that made me very happy. And I think uh, my way of lifestyle changed from being a very introvert person who would uh, just um, never speak out to people about what I was going through or what I was feeling or uh, what my needs were. I started reaching out to people, not just my family, um, because my family was going through a very rough time, but I approached the right people like Helping Hand and I found very good people who were voluntarily counseling people. I never paid for my counseling. So they were volunteers who helped and those kind of setups, like knowing there are people out there who are willing to 
emotionally support you and those kind of exposure also made a huge difference and their guidance was very appropriate they were not just guiding me yeah you can do this you can do that or you can be brave it was not like that it was very specific what is the solution for this issue uh, like uh, about my son um, he was uh, having a very bad emotional time back then because he saw his aunt losing her life and he was very close to her and he was seeing me losing hair and that made him very scared um, because uh, hair is uh, i don't know losing hair becomes a very scary thing for children when uh, when a person with a full uh, a full uh, head of hair is slowly losing it and becoming bald it makes them feel that something terribly wrong is going on with this person so he was also very scared and how to handle him emotionally and all those guidance came from the counselor service meeting and uh, it kind of made him also emotionally very stable i feel otherwise maybe maybe it would have left very bad scars because i started talking to him discussing things with him and he would ask me sometimes ma so many big people have whenever he saw the news that some politician died i think at that time one of the biggest politician somebody had died and he saw it in the news and he asked me ma even a politician with so much of power didn't survive cancer do you think you can i don't know yeah, yeah it depends it depends upon how you face it uh, yeah. how much will power you have to survive and those kind of talks went on and it gave me gave him some emotional stability that i see him now without any anger issues or more of a frustration or um that kind of a sadness or depression or and i don't see those kind of things in him no matter what happens he's very stable emotionally i think even to certain extent my daughter is also like that even though she gets angry at times but <laughs> yeah emotionally she yeah. can handle things very well okay so they have also become very strong by this journey yeah yeah i think so yeah so, you know when you are so introvert that you keep everything to yourself it becomes mm. hard to take the step uh, to ask for help so yeah, how you yeah. took that step uh i knew if i don't take that step i'm going to mess up everything i'm going to hurt everyone around me because i could sense that uh, all the thoughts that were coming into my mind were not positive and uh, i didn't want to have that to happen because the one thing what was the funny part of it was i never knew i would survive for 25 years <laughs> <laughs> i thought yeah i'll be there with my children for a short time and uh, yeah let me not give back memories of a very bad mom to them <laughs> or uh, yeah i had been a very rebellious daughter for my parents also to handle uh, and uh, yeah i didn't want them also to be left with the feeling that yeah my daughter was very rebellious so there was a, i felt a need to uh, be in the memories of my family and my friends as a good uh, with the, some positive memories not something which would make them cringe or something or feel very unhappy about so yeah that how to do it and the answer was like consult somebody find a way how to make this into a positive thing don't mess up because the thing was like you have a very short life and make a best use of it um, but fortunately it went into 25 years <laughs> so good yeah so congratulations the panic was there like uh, yeah maybe i may not survive long and my children shouldn't remember me with the wrong impression and uh, if i'm going through cancer and all these things happening i may not be able to handle it and i'm going to do some mistakes so let me avoid it so that is how 
and i think um keeping everything bottled up and talking about it openly it makes a very huge difference i mean that's a huge huge difference i'm a completely different person after that yeah so you need help you can't just uh, survive alone through all these things ah uh, yeah i feel that way but maybe there are people who may not need it or what but in my case i'm 100% sure i wouldn't have done the right things if not for the help i got yeah and I'm congratulations sure to your 25 cancer anniversary <laughs> <laughs> that will be happening in april i'll be completing yeah. 25th year wow yeah. great <laughs> yeah so did you make any lifestyle changes during your cancer journey uh lifestyle changes like doing yoga i don't know whether i should talk like... about it or <laughs> yeah i don't know whether i should talk about it because i may send a wrong message because i was very i was a very health freak earlier i followed a very strict diet and uh, other than the two years when my son was born i was a very happy mom just ignoring myself uh, being very involved with my son apart from that i have always been very conscious uh, like what i eat uh, to exercise regularly go for walks and everything um but after cancer i was thinking i have missed out a lot of things because i enjoyed chocolates ice creams but i used to restrict myself from eating them because they were not very healthy but okay anyway i have gone through cancer i don't know how long i will have to eat this so let me eat some ice creams let me eat some chocolates <laughs> and i i did not worry much if i missed my walk or if i missed my workouts or anything i thought okay let me relax and let me be happy so happiness became my important factor and rest of the things took a background and somewhere i think <laughs> it was a i gained weight yeah i gained a lot of weight after that um, but then other than that i never developed any health issues so i feel stress and uh, not being happy also affects you quite a lot yeah so you were we can say you are very much aware of how you can take care of your mental health now nah, that i think i concentrated more on that rather than the physical thing hmm. now nah, happiness became a very important factor even i would tell my children also i don't mind what marks you score in school or what achievements you do be happy yeah never feel unhappy about that because your happiness comes from within you whether you accept it or not accept it if you feel i'm not good enough you'll always feel unhappy if you feel this is good enough for me then you will be happy so somewhere i think i passed it on to my children also i was not the kind of a person who would say yeah you have to be here to be happy you can be happy wherever you are so i think somewhere that thing took over a lot over me like i as i tell you na i never thought i'll be here for 25 years maybe if i have done all that maybe i would have again become a health freak or something like yeah, i should uh, uh, not eat this or not do that or this and that but somewhere i thought okay it's a short life let me enjoy and the enjoyment continued for a long time <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> yeah so uh, do you think cancer has changed you in a positive way of course yeah 100% sure of that um i would i i used to think earlier if i'm doing some counseling and if somebody comes and tells me i have a headache i would feel like yeah i have gone through cancer what's a big deal with headache um, but it, it didn't go that way 
initially i would feel yeah headache and these people are coming and complaining to me what's the big deal about it but cancer somewhere made me very empathetic to everything a person would say like maybe it is a small deal to me but it is a big deal to them so whether i'm hearing out a breakup thing from a person or about complaints about the parents being waking up early in the morning a child would come and tell, my mom wakes me up very early i want to sleep another 15 minutes but they don't allow me i would actually feel uh, the empathy was there i could understand yeah they they are feeling bad about it maybe the mom is right and the child is right but the child is not happy with that or somebody going through a breakup yeah somebody is feeling bad about it so somewhere i think uh, it made me a very it made me much more better person than i was earlier the other thing is i used to be very judgmental about things i think that slight thing is there in me even now i judge people very but very less compared to what i used to do prior to cancer so even the counseling also helped me in that way because most of my problems were i was judging people they're not doing this right they should have been like this they should have done that like that <laughs> so yeah you do whatever you want i don't want to judge you that makes everything very uh, peaceful around you yeah so we can say so these are the lessons when my husband got... was away for two years hmm. um uh, during my very tough times um i didn't feel like yeah you have married me you should have taken care of me or anything i thought okay this is an opportunity for me to explore what i can do this is the opportunity for me to explore my strength so let me not judge him let me not put the blame on him let me do what i can do so those kind of uh, thought process were not there earlier mm. so this was something um, i should say a gift from cancer somewhere yeah. the yeah it it came after the experience itself mm. so cancer has taught you many things you can say yeah it was like na you again as i tell you it is like very being very close to death uh, mm-hmm. like if i die today what am i going to leave behind that that thought will never come to us unless something happens i think at least in my case it never came to me like when I, until i went through cancer i never thought uh, okay if death comes to me what will happen what i'm going to leave behind that thing was not there in me earlier so only that experience and once that thought sets in you and you know that you're not going to be there forever i think we become better people that realization is a huge uh, huge effect on our lifestyle and what are your thoughts on the work and help jan on correct io and levels cancer are doing pardon me what are your thoughts on the work and help levels cancer and zenonco.io are doing yeah i i appreciate that you are uh, encouraging people to fight out cancer and uh, showing the positive side of it as well because usually um, people look at cancer as something very negative yeah it is a very bad illness i wouldn't say it's uh, something everybody should welcome into their life or something but i feel when it happens uh, yeah it is like your milk or sorry you can make rasgulla it is something like that it's yeah, not like yeah. something you want to actually your milk to get spoiled but you can make use of it or um, apple rods you can make a face mask out of it something like that so yeah. cancer i would just say it uh, people have to start looking at it like that it let it not happen to me but if it happens i'm going to take advantage of it i'm not, not going to allow it to 
uh, bog me down or leave a negative impact on me. I will take it as a learning experience and come out of it as a better person. So that would be the right attitude. And I think the work you're doing will somewhere spread those kind of awareness. And also, the, I think they will realize the treatment options, how people can overcome it. And yeah, the newly diagnosed patients do need that. Yeah. So congratulations on the good job you're doing. Thank you so much. And you are part of it now. You are also inspiring other cancer yeah. patients by sharing your journey. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. So what will be your message to other cancer patients and their caregivers? Uh, for the caregivers, I would say, uh, see, many times what happens is people start a lot of calculations, like what we are giving and what we are getting back. So at the time of cancer, I think that calculations should be kept aside so that uh, there will not be like, I did this today and I did that today. What will that person do to me? How am I going to be compensated for that? It should be like unconditional support you give to a person who's really on the verge of losing their life. They are going through a lot. The patient themselves are going through a lot. And there are people who think, yeah, some, some people just... Uh, do not want to get in touch with people who are going through cancer because they know there is going to be a financial crisis there. In most of the cases where health insurance is not there or uh, somebody has to pay from pocket. So people usually try to avoid getting in touch with them so that yeah they will not try to borrow money or something like that or ask for some help. So those kind of things can be overcome because we don't know who's going through it well. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can be in that shoes anytime. So I was a caregiver and I immediately was a, a caretaker. I was I was in need of caregiving. Okay. So it happens like that. We never know. So we can just think and a little bit of a human side of us can come up. And for the patients also, we have to, I would say that uh, concentrate, focus more on something other than the cancer, what you are going through. Because changing the goals and changing the focus makes a huge difference. Because if you get up thinking, I'm going through cancer, what should I do? And uh, will it kill me? Or is it very serious? Um, or what? And reading more about it. Like thinking the cancer, what should be ignored? And you can think about what can I do today? Should I go to the park, meet my friends? Or I, I usually, I myself, I focused on targets every year. This year, what I'm going to do? This year, I thought I will study again. Mm-hmm. I will take this degree. Next year, again, another exam. And then job, finding a good job and uh, learning something new. Or a target, like something, some target was there. Uh, this year, I'm going to make my child do this thing. Or every year, I had a major goal. And the focus would be so strong on it that I had very less time to think about cancer. So every 25 years, I have had a goal. And uh, my focus has, maybe I have been successful or failure. That doesn't matter. But I never had time to think about cancer. So that helps quite a lot. Yeah. Cancer is there, but then your life is also there, right? Cancer right. doesn't, shouldn't become the life. It shouldn't get attached to your life. It should be something which came and it went. Or it came and it is in the background now. It shouldn't get into the focus all the time. Yeah. Correct. It was a phase and that yes, is gone now. Yeah, it is kind of a little bit overrated also, I think. No, it is a deadly disease. Yeah. Um, but in the life, it shouldn't be overrated. 
If it is mm-hmm. going to win, yeah, let it win in its time. But as long as I am in control, or oh, let me keep it aside and live my life. Yeah. Good. Then some consideration should be given to the caretakers also, because yeah, when I am going through cancer, I am hurt and I am pained and I am scared. But it's not different with the caregivers also. They are yeah. also hurt. They are also going through a very major setback, and they also have their issues. So the person who is going through cancer should have that consideration as well. I feel. Yeah, caregivers suffer silently in the background. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, and uh, being a counselor, I have gone through a lot of cases where the caregivers have suffered more than the patient themselves. It happens sometimes. Okay. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing your journey. It was really very very inspiring listening to your journey. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and seeing your jolly nature. <laughs> yeah sometimes yeah uh, that is out of the good part of cancer it made me look everything in a funny side of it yeah, <laughs> yeah. everything looks very funny yeah thank you so much yeah. and bye dinya yeah bye yeah have a great day you too you too have a great day bye